Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Deadly Nutter Butter Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Deadly Nutter Butter, but you can you can call me John because that's sort of my real name, but not really. Uh, how are we all doing today? Hope we're doing well. So this is like the first episode. Obviously, it's a pilot. I don't know what I'm doing exactly or how to do it. But I want to do something, and I I, uh, I promised myself a while back that I would start creating more videos. Obviously, I have super failed at that, mainly because I am kind of tired of video editing. There's a reason why I do video editing for my career. That's like my big boy job, I guess. And the last thing I want to do sometimes when coming home from work is sitting in front of a computer and editing video. I've shot a couple videos and then I start to edit them and then I kind of give up because I get, I want to say bored, but I get tired of editing. It's the same thing, same process for a lot of videos. You gotta clip the best clip and find the B-roll and find music and color gray and then the audio. And it's it gets a little tiring doing it uh, first off an eight hour day and then coming home and having to do it for three more hours or more depending on the video length because I think I did like a 20 minute video and I spent maybe 12 hours editing that thing like I I, I take I take a lot of time because I know how to make or how to edit well not necessarily the greatest editing in the world admittedly but I know how to make it well and part of the editing process is obviously find the best clip, watching your myself, by the way, watching myself, an untalented hack, uh, try to make intelligent comments on whatever I'm talking about, and then finding the best clips in that, it takes a while. I'll end up with an hour or more of just raw footage, and I'm trying to seep through that and find the best uh, take or whatever. And, and no, just no to that. I don't like watching myself all the time. Like I watch myself obviously in Twitch VODs to see how well I'm doing, but watching myself fail and realize that the best take is not really the best take because I said something wrong, but I can't go really go back and fix it. It's just, it just becomes a little tiring. So here we are with uh, a podcast. Now, no offense to people who do podcasts for their actual career, but I I think producing a podcast is super easier than producing video content. Uh, podcast, all you need is a microphone and a recording device and maybe a little bit intro, outro music, and that's, that's pay, pretty much it. And obviously there's like serial uh, podcasts out there who go way deep in like fiction and craziness and multiple episodes and seasons. There's that. That's obviously a lot more production value in that than what I'm aiming for. I'm just aiming for a straight 30, 45 minute ish talk about anything I want. Tech, bullshit, games, photography, video, anything really. Obviously now I'm just kind of talking about a podcast and starting a podcast. And I've never really uh, 
never really done anything like this before. Now, I guess streaming on Twitch is kind of similar, but not, not really. Because in Twitch, I feel like when I'm streaming, I want to talk about things, but it's hard to talk about things when I'm playing like Destiny. There's a lot of action in it, and it's hard to focus on what ideas I want to get across without, you know, losing concentration in the game. And then I'm losing concentration in what I'm saying, and it just kind of derails from there, basically. So I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. And I, and I kind of do it all day, honestly, because I have like almost full on conversations with myself. And the other day I was talking to myself. I was like, Hey, why don't you start a podcast, buddy? And I was like, you know what, pal? Uh, that's a super, super good idea. And here I am. And this is not like, well, this is the first podcast I've done for like as the host, as the main talker, as everything. I did do another podcast with, uh, his name is Bruce Cooper. He streams on Twitch. Go check him out. Fantastic guy. He sent out a open invite. He's like, hey, if you want to be on a podcast, hit me up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit this guy up because I suck at talking with strangers. And yeah, he's like, all right, buddy, here we go. And I was taken aback because he didn't know me at all. Like he knew nothing about me. I was a complete stranger to this guy, but he let me onto his content, like his livelihood, a complete stranger in his livelihood. That, 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 to me, that was insane because who does, like, I'm not going to say it's not normal and I'm glad he did it because I feel like him getting in touch with his fans and communicating with his fans or just a fan is uh admirable in sort of way like there's like there there's an anonymity or whatever you however you say it. there's a separation between a person and, and their username on twitch like my username on twitch is deadly nut butter and i have a couple of seconds to say something relevant to what's happening in the game to him and personally i do not think that that's a way to uh really build a personality of someone like you can't you i try to see something funny try to see something relevant whatever but you can't really picture a person really in twitch chat at least in my opinion now obviously the longer you stay uh in chat talking to the streamer getting to know the streamer and the streamer getting to know that one individual, there begins the buildup of a person or a personality. You get a better picture of that person. And I was only like there maybe for three months or subscribed for three months. And I talked a little bit here and there. I mainly kind of lurk and get a, just kind of watch for entertainment essentially. And he didn't know me. Like I would say a couple things every now and then that he brought up. Like one time he was talking about photography and I was like, Hey, super into that. Uh, I'm going to talk about that for a little bit with him, but eventually, you know, other members of his community in his chat would continue on from that, obviously, because most of them don't really, uh, don't have the same high level interest in photography as I do. Like, so like, I don't think most of them even knew what a like a camera was. And that's one camera he I believe he shot with or owned. I can't quite remember. 
Anyways, he brought up Laika, and I was like, whoa, 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 hold up now. Hang on, let's back up here, buddy. Let's talk about that for a bit. But, you know, like, he's not going to talk to just one person. He has 70, 80, 100 people in his chat normally. So he's going to go and talk about what chat is talking about and talk about things that's positively affecting his chat. So, yeah. Uh, what am I talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Twitch here. So I guess we can move on to, uh, why I kind of started streaming and Twitch and what brought me to streaming. And it's actually, I guess I was thinking about this question earlier when talking to myself is why did I decide to start streaming? And I believe it's, it's an, it's a, I guess, dream I had way back in high school when I was following Markiplier and PewDiePie and following those guys on YouTube. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are world famous for essentially playing video games. And I thought that was super cool, but you know, you, you like, you know, you have, you have outside influences that don't find it as cool and find it nerdy and you get a little uh, self-conscious about wanting to do it yourself and furthermore I didn't even know how to do it like I wasn't all that much into technologies I am now like now I'm super into technology but then I wasn't so much and I didn't know how to do it and I had a lot of like outside influences that were obviously influencing me and it just it wasn't the play at the time and it might not be now. Like, I kind of keep my stream private. Like, there's certain people who know, like family, they know. But uh, outside of that, well, my girlfriend knows. But outside of that, they're, uh, they're, no one really knows. I don't talk about streaming or anything like this at work. Anyways, uh, so back to where, like, why I started streaming. It was an old dream that I had way back way back in high school, I remember one night I was up late researching how to start your own private radio station. Turns out that that's not the play, but that's, I think that's where this all stems from. Like I wanted to, uh, stream like my favorite music and talk about my favorite music, but you know, have like talk about my favorite music and have people enjoy my favorite music and talk about just anything. Basically like a talk radio show, I guess had that dream for a, like a second. And I, that's, that's a whole nother issue with me. I have these dreams and wants and hobbies that I pick up and set down and never pick up again because, uh, I don't know why actually, I don't know if I get bored of it or if I feel like I don't want to continue it. I just, I just don't know. But I had that dream and then I never really got farther. Oh, I'm still alive. I'm sorry. That was gross. Oh my God. Uh, let me take a sip of water real quick before that happens again. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a shitty first podcast. Anyways, so I had that dream, did research. Turns out you couldn't do it. And then it kind of stopped there and didn't really take it any further until about college. Yeah. 
my second attempt in college. The first attempt is another podcast for another day. Uh, second attempt in college. I took a, I think it was, it was essentially a radio cat or radio class. And in this class, you had to produce three things as like projects that go towards your overall grade. And the first production was, I guess, kind of like stingers for radio. I don't know. I don't quite recall what they're called, but it's basically like uh, today's weather is going to be in the 70s. And now here's Guns N' Roses and then up comes Guns N' Roses. And the second production was a commercial for Yep, almost did it again. God, I'm a disgusting human. And the second production was a commercial for whatever product you wanted. I did uh, Google Fiber, which is probably a dead product now. I haven't heard much about it. Thank you, uh, major telecom companies, you motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the third project was like a full-on story script thing like an actual like uh almost like world of the worlds kind of like deal like a radio show show i guess i don't know i I don't know i forget the actual name of it now but we had to produce three of those and i i fucking love that class it was like an intro class so it wasn't that deep and what i like about intro classes is you get the freedom to do a lot And then the upper classes, they really kind of like, okay, you had your freedom. Now use those skills in the freedom and really narrow it down and focus on a point in this project. So that's what I really liked about the intro class was like the freedom to kind of do whatever and explore a little bit more into radio and talking on radio. And again, I was super into it, but I didn't know exactly what to do with this, like, I guess, passion for wanting to broadcast something. Didn't know. And I guess the closest thing I got to it actually was, I think I was, I was doing YouTube movie reviews and I was sort of enjoying that. It was kind of like what I wanted to do, but kind of not so much. I, I have a passion for films. I have a passion for reviewing films and looking at like the technicality of filmmaking And I guess the reviews were kind of in that vein, but not so much because like in a review, people just want to know if it's good or bad and why. And then they decide on whether or not to go out and watch this product or buy it. And the reviews, like I didn't know exactly how to do them when I first started. So I would watch other movie reviewers and I I got the handle of what, how or got the handle of how they were doing it. And then I would go and do mine. And I would, I I began to recognize that I was kind of delivering lines and talking like these other people. And it wasn't like, it wasn't me, you know, like I was recreating other people and I was getting a lot of views. Oh, I say a lot of views, but you know, I was getting a thousand or so views per video and I was finding success in it, but it wasn't me and I didn't like it. So I just kind of quit and I haven't really gone back to it now because as I said earlier, I, I edit video for a living and I don't, I don't have a desire to do it as a hobby really or for fun. Like it's not as fun when you try to do it for as a hobby. It's just not. And I, and there's probably people out there who, I apologize, who, uh, 
find can still find no like fun and excitement in their hobbies that are also their career. I thought I would be one of those, but it turns out I'm not. I kind of don't want to be sitting in front of a computer when I get home from work or from the gym and editing video. And that's when I kind of decided and started looking into streaming. And it took me a while from the point. It took me a while from the point when I quit doing YouTube video reviews to now. And basically it's because uh, technology kind of held me back a little bit. I know I know people out there are can say you can stream with anything. And it's very true. Like what, what does it take to stream on Twitch? It takes a computer or a phone and yourself and a microphone. And that's it. Like that's all you need. You don't need, you don't necessarily even need a webcam. Like I've seen plenty, 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 plenty of streams on Twitch of people with a good following not using a webcam. It's just the way they do it, and that's completely fine. And that disproves that you don't really need a lot to stream on Twitch. But because of of who I am and how I do my my big my career, like quality is a huge issue for me. Like I love high quality productions. It's just part of the the game I'm in. And when I was looking at streaming, I was like, I need better equipment before I even start because like if I'm not happy like looking at my content on Twitch who's going to be happy looking at it who's going to be happy and enjoying watching me uh not happy with this subpar or what I would think subpar computer not computer setup Twitch setup and so I never really uh, went into it much further until I met my quality goals, I guess. And there's a lot of people out there probably like shaking their head like, holy shit, dude, you shouldn't be doing this at all. And that's OK. Like I like I know I know I know my following on Twitch is poo uh, poo. My viewership, I have maybe two people who stop by most of the time and that that that's it but that, you know like i've only been streaming for a couple months so i'm i am very optimistic about generating a good following a good community and just going upwards from here and so and when looking at the technology and what it takes to be what it takes i guess a good computer is you know current current gen uh, hardware i had a, I want to say an i7-4780 or 90K, one of those two. It was an older CPU. It was great, great, by the way. It was a good CPU, and it's still really good now. In fact, I built my brother a computer with that CPU. Uh, I think it was the exact same CPU. I found it, or no, I bought it used, and built him a uh, kick-ass computer with it. I mean, it's a great CPU for gaming, but, and he's actually using it now for streaming, but I wanted, I just wanted some a little bit more uh, better, I guess. Something that I can stream at a great quality and have a great gaming experience, because I wanted that, you know, that 60 frames a second. Man, that was that was the goal. I knew that was the goal. But at the time, my uh, my graphics card was a like 960 
which was a good graphics uh, graphics card at the time. If you wanted, like, I think it was, yeah, for 1080 gaming at 60 frames a second with current gen games. Like, that was good. And it wasn't, like, at ultra settings. It was a mixture between high and medium. But it, it, did, a, it, did, a, it did its job in gaming. But the main reason why I bought the PC was for video editing because at the time I was a, I was doing a lot more freelance type stuff. And now I work for uh, a corporation, if you will. And so I built that computer with uh, video editing in mind. And it did great video uh, like rendering. Perfectly fine. But as time went on and I started using my corporate computer after I got my big boy job, I guess I'm trying to like really dance around because I don't want to give out too information where I live or where I work because uh, I'm afraid of how they'll react if they find out I the the way I'm afraid of how they react to the things I say live. Oh, my uh, (laughs) that beep you heard was my chicken in the oven. And I will be right back. I need to take it out. I do meal prep. I apologize. I'll be right back. Okay. And now I'm back. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Not giving away too much of where I work and or live because, like, I'm afraid of how they'd react. Like, I say some some shit, man. I'll tell you that. And I don't want them to be mad at me for saying some shit. That's it. Anyways, uh, back to what, oh yeah. So the computer, it, the computer I used to have did a good job at rendering. And then I got like the place I work at, got me a computer, obviously for office work, which in, in, entails video editing. And it was a lot better than my Kimmer computer. And I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe I need a better computer. And that's, that's where I ended up with the computer rig I have now. Now, it, it definitely, uh, definitely would not have been possible getting without, like, my parents' support, basically. Like, they, they, they definitely helped out a lot. In a lot of ways, they probably don't understand, or maybe do. Like, I'm, I was very, very, very privileged, uh, kid, person, young adult, whatever you want to say. They helped out finance like financially helped out a ton and it allowed me to save up uh money for one of the best computers you can probably get like the like my computer small flex here super fucking great it's a threadripper 1950x uh 2080 rtx 28 graphics card super great this this computer i had in mind for video editing and streaming that is how i ended up with this computer like i looked up a lot of different cpus versus uh cpus like intel and amd and you know after having it for i think a a little over a year now uh it's probably a little too much uh definitely not utilizing everything this computer can offer but Damn, does it stream and render video like none other? Like, I, I had to do, I did freelance work. And, like, uh, the, like, 
I'm like <laughs> my boss. See, this is why. This is why I can't say where I work. Uh, I he allows me to use our office equipment for freelance work, and super, super, super great equipment. But it requires kind of a high end computer like the one I have now, and one computer I had now, it's like the computer I used to have, it struggled with 4k video. Like it struggled. I don't know what it was, but for some reason it could have been the graphics card. I don't think it would have been the CPU, but it just, it slugged along with 4k video. And it's not even like, uh, like a high, it was a H264 like 4k, like super compressed. So maybe that may have been why anyways, this computer, damn, it, it takes on 4K like nothing, like nothing. I, I'm pretty sure this computer can go with a, just take on 6K video, maybe 8K, maybe. And I'm talking like live playback and no, no way that old computer mine could do what this computer can do now. And this computer, it can render out anything so so goddamn quickly now like i had to do another freelance job uh, i guess no let me back up a little bit more here back to where i was talking with a freelance with video like it was a i think it was a 10 minute video rendered it out in like five minutes fantastic it was 4k super not compressed i forget the it's like the dnx something, something. It's an avid codec. So it, we're talking on average 200 and some gigabytes of uh, raw video. Like it, it's a, it's a super impressive uh, monitor. I guess I should have mentioned that. Like a, the camera we use is a Sony FS5 Mark II with a Atomos Ninja 5, I believe. And what it allows us to do is get a clean uh, HDMI signal recorded. Like it takes the information from the sensor, bypasses the internal encoding of the camera and sends it right to our recording monitor. And the, the, the quality is fucking beautiful, fucking beautiful. And it's one of those things where you shoot with for a little bit and you don't want to go back to shooting with a DSLR video. You don't want to do that because it's like, I miss the flexibility. I miss the quality of it. It's insane. Anyways. So the monitor, all big, big, big files being produced here. Lots of, uh, data for a processor to, uh, you know, process. So anyways, that's why I built this beastly machine and it, it renders out anything in no time at all with barely a sweat. It's amazing. And I guess another example of, I guess why I built this is, uh, no photo editing. Uh, Lightroom has a tendency to be a dick to older machines like, like Adobe. You need to get your shit together because, not everyone is running on a, well, like a potato. Like my last computer, it it ran great for a while, and then it didn't. Then it then it sucked. Like it really, really sucked. 
I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a storage thing, like a, with a hard drive I was using or what, but it, it slugged. It slugged hard towards the end of its life. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Like all of a sudden photos took forever to export. I don't know what the deal was. I, I don't know if it was like a, like on a user end problem or if it was a Lightroom problem. Anyways, don't have that problem anymore. I had to render out like 300 photos for a freelance job. Like I think there was an apartment complex fire and the owner of the uh, complex reached out to me to see if I could photograph the burnt remains for insurance reasons. Anyways, it required a ton of photos to be taken and a ton to be exported and rendered out. And damn, this this computer, it just ripped, obviously, Threadripper, rip, ha, ha, ha. Rip through them like nothing. Like it was nothing. I mean, I'm not using, I was using a D850. These are big boy files. I mean, we're talking 40 megabytes plus just for a single raw image. So a lot of data to compress into JPEG and a lot of data to display and sift through and yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, and it just ripped through them like they were nothing. And it was, it was a beautiful sight. Like I've never seen something like that or owned something like that before. And like low key, <laughs> my computer is a lot faster and better than the computer I work on at work. Like that thing is a piece of garbage now. I fucking hate that computer. I had a lot of problems with it uh, today at work, actually. Uh, again, Adobe, get your shit together. Like Premiere, for some reason, would just stop working. Like altogether. I don't know what it was. Like I don't know if it was... It was definitely... It was definitely Premiere. Because all of a sudden I would... Okay, so here was what happened. Here, I'm. this is what I'm doing. I need to relax. I need to get my thoughts together. I need to take some water. Give me a second here, boys. Okay, so I was at work and working on an interview, just marking up the footage and figuring out what are the sound bites I want to use for this guy's interview for a video. And it's basically... It was like a 25 minute long interview and normally we want to condense that down to two to three minutes for a promotional video for whatever he's talking about. Anyways, so I'm watching the footage, marking it up and all of a sudden it just stops. Like the video just stops. It doesn't show it stopped. It's, it, it shows it's still playing, but it just like freezes basically, but I can still click around in Premiere. And I was like, what the fuck? So I tried scrubbing through the footage and nope, wouldn't, that wouldn't work either. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and save it. And I was able to save it, saved fine. And I tried to exit out of Premiere. And Premiere is like, no, you're going to look at this. You're going to look at my filth and you're going to like it. And I had to sit there. I'm fighting with Premiere, like just fucking close. Pulled up Task Manager and was able to close the window that way. But what was weird is it didn't disappear from the processes. Like it still showed that it was running. So I was like, well, what the fuck? 
Premier, why won't you just die? Who do you think you are? So I tried just ending the task again in Task Manager, and Premier is like, nah, nah, bro, I'm staying around for a little while longer here. And I had to restart the computer, which is super annoying because that's just time being wasted. And I could be working on the actual project. So I restarted it, reopened Premiere, started watching the interview again. And like I said, it saved fine. So like all my marks on the video were there. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. Started doing, watching the video again, watching the interview, marking it. And all of a sudden it did the exact same thing, same thing. And what made it worse was I had to restart again and then I opened it a third time and it did it again. And I don't know why I got, I didn't change anything. I don't know why. And it took like, it took on the fifth try. I finally said, all right, let's not open this footage. Let's figure out what's going on here. So I went into, uh, what was it? Oh, the, the settings, the preferences. Went to that and noticed that the, I guess the encoder, anyways, it was not uh, CUDA accelerated. It was not using the GPU at all. It was just relying on the processor. And the processor, I apologize. Oh, come on now. And the processor is... It's not a bad processor. It's all right. It's this Intel Xeon W number, 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 number. Anyways, it's four cores. It's, it's okay. It, 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 it tries sometimes it really tries. And some days, some days I really wish I could work from home and just use my computer because, uh, super more convenient and super more powerful, but whatever, I digress anyways. And I noticed as I said, the CPU was doing everything. It wasn't using the GPU at all. And I think it's a NVIDIA P Quadro P2000. It, it, it's it's an okay GPU. It's the lowest of low end on that whole spectrum of graphics cards. Anyways, as I said, GPU was just like hanging out, watching the CPU do all the work. And I believe that's what was causing so many issues in Premiere. And... I switched it over to GPU or CUDA accelerated and it ran fine after that without any issues at all. I don't know. I don't like, I would not let the CPU do all the work that poor, poor CPU. I, I would let my CPU maybe do that much work, but for a little four core thing, that's uh, not the play in my book, but yeah. I guess what, how about we have a little bit more time. I'm going to try to get to 45 minutes here and I guess going off of technology and what I also like about it and going into news. Wow. That was a terrible segue. So tech news, uh, super excited for the three, not yeah. The 3950. Wow. I butchered that name. 3950 X. It's not a Threadripper. It's a Ryzen 3950X I'm really excited about. And it's I'm mainly excited about seeing what it can do. I probably won't get it myself because it requires a whole new system build. And I don't feel like doing that. Don't feel like doing that yet, but I might. 
it's a it's a 16 core processor i forget how many threads and it's it's beastly so far it is super beastly this is the early benchmarks of it uh i guess for games it, it's on par with the 3900x but in rendering encoding everything like that it's a beast it's a super beast and it makes my my 16 core 159 or 15 1950x look very very two generations ago like it's it's kind of sad for my my supercomputer that i was like so so happy about and it's just it's looking a little sad now with these new processors and i haven't even seen any benchmarks yet for the new series of thread rippers which i will not be getting mainly because i think the the cheapest one is the 3960x and i think it's like 1700 or 1600 it's up there but it's a 24 core monster and as i said i'm not utilizing everything this computer has to offer and you can be damn sure i won't be able to utilize everything a 24 core monster could do so I'm at like this weird crossroads, like, as I said, I don't want to build another computer or build a whole new system, but it will, it's looking like I'm going to have to do that because I can go up to a 2950 Threadripper, but it's not like, I think right now you can get them for $680 and performance boost isn't necessarily worth $680, but you know, if I had to go with a whole new CPU, like the Ryzen 3950X, I'll have to buy CPU and a new motherboard. And, you know, the CPU is going to be, I think it's like listed as 800 uh, MSR, MSRP. And a new board is going to be like 200, 300 bucks to power that bad boy. And don't want, I mean, it's just like, I'm at a weird crossroads now with this computer. Because, like, I don't feel like I need to upgrade it, but I kind of do because it, it doesn't... All right, going back to Twitch and gaming, renders out video great. Won't complain about that. It renders out video great. But gaming-wise, not so much. Not so much at all. Uh, it does okay. It does okay. It, it does game, but it's not anything crazy. Like... You would think, like, no, you wouldn't think. A lot of people make this misconception that having a beastly CPU like this or higher is going to net you better, like, better gaming performance. Not the true at all. Games really like frequency. They really like, uh, like, you know, frequency. Yeah, they just really like frequency. So if you have a CPU that does 4 gigahertz, uh, it's kind of better than mine like frame rate frame rate wise uh like in destiny in 1080 while streaming on medium preset i can get a little over 100 frames in certain scenes uh without streaming i get well over 100 but with streaming i take that performance it and it goes to a little over 100 and in some scenes it drops down to 70 and it it, it that, that's okay I guess, but it's one of those things where it's like, I know 
I feel like it could be better. And I feel like I can definitely get not necessarily something better, but something that utilizes high frequency and core count. And the 3950X definitely looks like that. Like it looks like the ultimate gaming, uh, streaming and content creating uh, chip you can buy. Like it just looks like a really good all around CPU. And I don't know, like I kind of like, I, 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 I know I said I didn't want to, but deep, deep down, deep down within me, I know I want to build a computer that, uh, hang on a second, let me get a little water. A computer that can really do it all. And I don't know, I don't know, uh, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if that's even a thing to do because there's always going to be a performance hit. There's always going to be heat issues. Oh my God. God, was there heat issues with 3900X? A lot of people complain about it, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, imagine putting 16 cores in that same form factor. It's crazy. Anyways, there's going to be heat issues with that 3950X. A lot of people, I feel like, are going to put it in a uh, inadequate case with inadequate air cooling and not be happy with performance. Maybe. I feel like, because like, okay, so there, I, I know people are going to buy, they're probably going to buy this chip and not know exactly how to cool it properly or, or know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Because with most chips, you can have decent air cooling, a decent case or good to go because you're running eight or less cores. It's easier to cool. But with this chip, I mean, there's 16 cores in a, I guess, small form factor compared to like my Threadripper. It's a huge chip, huge chip, pain in the ass to like keep cool. Like I have a, a beastly cooler from Noctua, Noctua, and you know, it does cool very well, but there's no, a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of overclocking headroom here. Anyways, so people want to buy this chip, not know how to cool it properly. And they're going to be dissatisfied with the frequency rates because it's going to throttle down because it's going to get hot. Like there's 16 cores, man. And you got to cool all 16 cores in a little bitty space. It's, uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for some people, but I feel like I can do it. I can tame that beast, I think, but it, it definitely does require building a whole new system Basically, I, I can keep my RAM, I can keep my hard drives, keep uh, my video card, obviously, but everything else I would have to, no, wait, I guess the only thing I would have to replace would be the cooler, motherboard, and CPU, obviously. So I guess only two things, essentially, that I would have to replace, but it, it's still, it's, I mean, it's an $800 chip, like it's an $800 chip with a 200 maybe more uh, cost than motherboard. And plus $100 cooler, maybe an Octu again, maybe a water cooler. And you know, I mean, that's maybe $1,100 right there without taxes. So basically a whole new 
system. Like some people can build a whole new computer with $1,100 and all I'm doing is buying a motherboard, cooler, and chip. And that just doesn't seem like the play. But, but, but. The back of my mind, it's definitely crawling on there. Like, even if I did, even if I did buy the the new the 3950X, what would I do with my 1950X uh, chip and motherboard? Like, on one hand, I feel like I could sell it. But who would buy it? Like, who would be like, yeah, let's buy... I I guess now two generation ago chip because we have the 2950 and then the whatever it is, the 3950X or I guess the 3960X, depending on how you look at it. Why would you buy this chip and motherboard? Because like you keep like the problem I'm having and the reason why I can't upgrade to the newer Threadrippers is because those motherboards and, oh wait, no, sorry. Those chips are not compatible with past generation Threadripper motherboards. They just, there's something with the voltage or something AMD gave out a very scientific-ish answer that I didn't understand completely, but basically, basically said voltage and this and that, and you can't do it. Can't be done. All right. They made it probably more power fit. Messing up my words. Give me a second here. And they uh, probably made it more power efficient. And that required new motherboards. Makes sense. I mean, it's fine. Fine. I won't be able to get the new Threadripper. And that's okay because even if it was compatible, it, it's a still a $1,700 chip. Are you fucking kidding? Like, it is way, way, way too beastly for my computer I have now. And when I built it, it, it definitely, uh, it cost around $1,700. So I just, I just, I didn't know. No, I can't spend that much on a chip for, uh, video editing here and there and streaming and gaming. Can't do it. So maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know if I'm talking myself into it or not, but maybe I will go for that, uh, 3950X. I don't know. Because, I mean, hmm. But then again, if I do, what do I do with the CPU and motherboard I have now? Like, I guess I can build a new system. I'm slowly talking myself into this. This is dangerous. Someone stop me, please. Because that would be fucking dope, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm actually talking about it, I think I might just do that. I think I might build a 3950X system. Keep what I have that I need for that system, like the graphics card memory, all that, for this year. Just keep all that in there, keep rocking with it, and shelve the 1950X and motherboard for now. Just shelve that for now, but don't, but not forget about it. And then maybe next year, Buy a past generation-ish medium graphics card. Okay. Buy that. Buy some memory. Has to be fast memory. Has to be good memory. Because Threadripper loves memory. Buy a new power supply. Buy a new case. And that will be my, my streaming computer. Like I would have a dual computer setup. Yes. I am 
liking this idea. That would be amazing. Like, okay, so I know, I know, I know, I know. I have little viewership on Twitch, but by then maybe I have a decent amount. I don't know. Who knows? That I think that would be cool though, because I would get maybe then I won't even have to. Maybe I won't even get the thirty nine fifty X then. Maybe I'll hold back a little bit, maybe, and go with like the 3900X or maybe less than that. No, because if I do this, then I would need at least a good performing computer for the, hmm, because I like quality. Oh, buddy. What am I thinking now? My brain is hurting because this... This is probably a bad idea, but damn, I, I, this is my source of happiness. I might go for it, but anyways, I would have a two streaming setup. I would have the 3,900 ish chip with most of the same components that are in my computer now. And then by next year, I would have a whole streaming computer, just the streams. I would have amazing performing gaming chip as well as amazing performing streaming computer slash rendering machine that can take on anything. Huh. So very interesting. I, this is, see, this is, this is one of the reasons why I got into Twitch. Is this the technology behind it? I find it, I find it fascinating, like straight up fascinating at the technology, at the technology and the capabilities behind the technology. And I want to like build something epic, something truly epic. And I, I just, I just have that passion, a strong passion to continue on this, I guess, dangerous path. Like, and I get it. I get it. Some people feel like, oh, you're probably wasting money. And part of me feels that is partially true. However, like, goddamn, people build cars all the time. And they have no intention, really, to drive them a whole lot. They just build them and showcase them, and that's it. Like, how much money do you think they put into that? I don't know. Maybe I'm justifying that way. Like, every year, there's like this, or every couple of years, there's car shows going on. People showcase cars all the time that they don't really drive a whole lot. Super expensive cars, and they don't utilize them, like, at all, as a car. It's a showpiece. And I feel like I'm kind of doing that, but not really. Like, I'm definitely utilizing the equipment. And, you know, yeah, that's how I'm going to justify that, I guess. That's how I'm going to talk myself into this, probably. Which is a very dangerous game. I don't know. Something to think about. Something to keep in mind. Because, yeah, that, you know. And then I can make it into, like, a small little server. Not really little, but definitely like a server. Put some uh, low RPM. Oh, no. Well, we'll put in some my RPM hard drives and rate them and call that like the backup server or something. I don't know. Totally willing to go crazy here and do some stupid shit. I don't know. I just want... I don't know. I keep looking for things to... Like hobbies, I guess, that I enjoy. And... If, I don't know, like I'm willing to invest into it. I'm willing to invest into this streaming uh, hobby of mine. Hopefully 
gain an audience, really invest into that. That's why it's partially why I'm producing this podcast, honestly, and we'll continue producing this podcast because it's kind of fun to do. Uh, honestly, after, I don't know, I'm clocked in at 50 ish minutes of talking, super enjoying it. And like, I want, I want to create something, anything at this point, because the job I have now took that joy kind of away. Like the joy of creating something for myself is kind of lost and I'm trying to find that outlet again. And if I feel like this is it, like I'm, I've been having a hell of a fun time streaming now, like even though again, I know low viewership and all that good shit, but still a lot of fun doing it, having a lot of fun building graphics for it. I'm working on building a stinger for my channel. I don't know what else to do. Really, like I know I can definitely improve on myself. Like that is another thing I need to improve on because right now, uh, obviously not the greatest entertainer slash broadcaster. And with this podcast that I'm producing now, uh, that's definitely going to help. Like being more comfortable talking, fleshing out my ideas and thoughts because I do have a habit when I get nervous, I tend to fuck up my language. I tend to stutter. I tend to go off on weird rants that probably went off on a lot here that end up going nowhere, that lead to nothing, that circle back to nothing and go way off topic. Definitely do that. I know that. But maybe with practicing and listening to myself on my podcast, maybe then I could be better. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is all for nothing and it's meaningless. But that that that's philosophy for another time. <laughs> we can talk about how life is meaningless and true happiness is unattainable and the only true goal is to be content with life. We can get into that later. Maybe next episode. Because I feel like now is a good time to close up here. So thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to me. And if you haven't figured it out yet, you can catch me live right now at twitch.tv slash deadly nutabutter. Appreciate you all for listening. I want to try to produce these podcasts like a weekly thing. Uh, kind of the same similar format. Just kind of talk almost like a open diary or journal. However you want to put it. Whatever is more manly. Whatever you want to say. And just kind of roll freely in this format. Talk myself into stupid computer ideas that I want to do because reasons and maybe find happiness by <laughs> going for uh, uh, stupid computer ideas. Maybe next time I'll talk a little bit more about tech, like computer shit. I don't know. Maybe a little more about games. Who knows? Anyways, see, there I go. Getting nervous, not knowing when to stop. You can catch me live right now at twitch.tv slash deadly butter. And we can talk about what I talked about here or talk about whatever. Doesn't matter. I hope to see you all there and I hope you tune in for uh, my next podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.